Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Arizona has inserted Joe Mantiply into the game. Left-handed relief pitcher. That He always has struck me as a guy with a fictitious surname how many people on this earth it it has to be how many more surnames are popular than mantiply m-a-n-t-i-p-l-y i mean it's gotta be it's gotta be one of the least popular surnames in baseball for sure like i've i've met people Seemingly with every surname in baseball, probably. Right? So have you. You've met a lot of people in your life. You've talked to people. You know, Harper. Bryce Harper, right? Hey, there's Bryce Harper. Okay. Reynolds. Brian Reynolds. You've met somebody with a surname Reynolds or know somebody. Do you know anybody else that you've ever encountered? Even reading a book or a television show or particularly... In real life, with the surname Mantiply, it's like there's one Mantiply family in, you know, I don't know where is this guy. Where would he be from? Let me think. I don't know where he's from. I'm gonna make up a place. Um, Modesto, California. There's one Mantiply family that moved during the Dust Bowl days from. They're originally from Norman, Oklahoma, and they moved to Modesto, California. And they live there now. It's just a small group of mantiplies. And they live there. I, I've never met anybody or seen that surname before other than relief pitcher Joe Mantiply. It gets me every time. Those are my thoughts on 10 o'clock on a Tuesday into Wednesday as it is uh, inching toward late October, but it's still mid-October. 412-928-9370 is that number. Speaking of thoughts, here are Mike Tomlin's thoughts on a question from Chris Carter, which we have to talk about Mike Tomlin's performance today at his news conference. But listen to this, and listen closely. Listen to the question first from Carter, and then the answer from Tomlin, because did Tomlin miss the mark? I seem to think he did. You guys have given up the eighth most yards to receivers in the NFL so far this year. What does your secondary have to do better to limit those opportunities? I'm not concerned about obscure stats like that at this juncture. Keep watching. Seriously. Like, you can... You know, I'm really not. Our objective is to win, and if we're going to win consistently, we'll address all little tidbits and things of that nature. Um, it'll it'll get cleaned up with with a bigger volume to study, with a bigger volume of tape and, and games, and and so we're just working on doing what it is that we need to do to win this week. And if we do those things enough continually, we'll address all of those tidbits. Okay. Is it really an obscure stat or a tidbit 
to ask about passing yards given up? You know, and let me ask you this at 412-928-9370. Have you become exhausted by the Mike Tomlin news conference on Tuesdays? Really, I don't want to break down chapter and verse everything he says. I don't. But I used to look forward to the Mike Tomlin press conference every single Tuesday and say, oh, this is great. I wonder what Mike Tomlin's going to say. Honestly, I used to, I couldn't wait for noon on Tuesdays because my thought was, wow, I can't wait for what Mike Tomlin's going to say. Now it's turned into, uh, I wonder what Mike Tomlin's going to say. And it's like the city of Pittsburgh and Steeler fans, they've rolled with the punches for so long. And now the masses seemingly are voicing some frustration. And Mike Tomlin hears it for the first time. And he is standoffish for the sake of being standoffish. Like Chris Carter, who asked that question, positively did not deserve to be spoken to like that. And I'm not going to make it some big federal case, but he asked a very fair question about passing yards. He did not ask a question about advanced metrics or some deep and crazy crazy statistic that only one statistician in the whole world keeps. It's passing yards. Passing yards is right there with rushing yards, which is right there with third down efficiency which is right there with red zone numbers, which is right there with points. Like, it's really something that rises to the surface in the very top whenever you start to think about, well, stats that are big, not small ones. I just don't know where he gets off being like this. And again, I used to think that it was a really great thing. It was a really wonderful thing, and I was an audience for it. I love the Mike Tomlin press conferences. Now, they just feel like Mike Tomlin, Mike Tomlin, you're waiting to see who he takes his shots at. Great text here. It was a small group of them in Modesto, but then they mantiplied. Correct. Ryan's in North Huntington. Hi, Ryan. Hey, guys. How you doing? Thanks for taking a call. Sure. It's one guy, and I'm doing well. Awesome. Hey, uh, you know, I, I think along your point, Mike Tomlin is becoming exhausting more and more by the week and more and more by the press conference. And I think collectively, as a city, the fan base is starting to see through it. Wins are wins, and I think that's important. But at the same time, stats are stats. And uh, his decision-making regarding who he's putting on the field in certain positions or who he's neglecting to put on the field is, is pretty alarming. And, and I'm not a numbers football guy, and they are paid a lot of money to make a lot of decisions. But from the outside looking in, it, it doesn't look like they're performing to the expectation of what I, I believe the city has come to expect from them. Right, and the thing too, Ryan, is the way, like the short way with which he was right there. It wasn't something that was obscure, like he said. It wasn't something that was uh, you had to search for. It was quite simply, how are you going to stop their passing game, right? And if you're not comfortable as a reporter asking that, then like, and you're not going to get your head bitten off or not going to be spoken to condescendingly, then what is within bounds with this guy right now? Absolutely. And and 
on top of the fairness with everything, the continued questions from the media and the press talks about Joey Porter, your all world second pick. The fact that he hasn't, you know, he's giving up what a 0.0 passer rating Mm -hmm. against anybody that he's faced. and, And yet you neglect to address that. But to your point, when Chris asks that question, it sure does seem secondhand, condescending, to, to your point. It, it's frustrating because I don't think that that should be off limits, and I don't think it's it's unfair to ask a, a coach that, that's been around for a long time, that has the experience, that's making the money he's had, um, and that he is making, to answer simple questions from the people that cover them. Right, and the other part, too, it's obvious that Mike Tomlin doesn't consume much media, Chris Carter has been one of his biggest champions in this city for a long time. Sure, without a doubt. And and I again, I, I think there might be an ingrained arrogance or an ingrained sense of, you know, things are off limit to me and I'm not going to pay attention to the outside. And until there's a change internally from the top or until they make that a pressing point, I, I don't expect him to make any changes, which is, you know, a, a kind of a shame when it comes to – the media and the press and dealing dealing with, with what he has to say and trying to keep people caught up on things. Right, and thank you for the call. And I don't expect, nor do I want, and there's zero expectation of answering about scheme or giving away trade secrets or telling me what they're doing at practice or the things that are gener- generally restrictive to the media. I get that. But doesn't it feel to you at 412-928-9370 that this guy is on edge more than ever? It really does. And I think it ebbs and flows with his approval rating, which is down. It's it's as low as it's ever been. But if you're on edge like he is, and it's because his football team is 3-2, and two, it's because his offense sucks, and it's because he knows. Mike Tomlin knows his offensive coordinator sucks. And he knows this city is taking him the task for it. Because he hears it in his own stadium. He knows it happened at a Penguin game. He understands that the chants are loud and all over the place. He's only got himself to be mad at. He's the guy that facilitated all of this. But it's just like like a little kid that doesn't get their way and did something silly. Don't take it out on me. Don't be mad at everybody else because you didn't... uh, because you didn't act the way that you should have. You only have yourself to blame. The thing that's crazy is I wonder how many people will turn on him that, and not, you know, I'm not saying turn on him, you know, like in a, a crazy violent way or anything, but how many fans will turn on him that used to be real loyal to Mike Tomlin, that used to shout down people like me who talked about, well, look, the guy hasn't won playoff games, or come on, the guy doesn't know what he's doing with his challenges, or, um, his timeout usage and clock management is a little, uh, a lot to be desired. And I would get told all the time, well, look at how many games he wins. Look at how he has the Steelers in the mix every year. Look at how many people really, really this year was the turning point or has been the turning point or last year into the early part of this year has been a turning point where they said, you know, I was a big Mike Tomlin defender, but now I'm coming off it just a little bit. It feels to me like there are a lot of people like that. And he does himself no favors by being so standoffish. I don't get where he gets off thinking he can act like that 
and nobody's going to take him to task. Tommy's in St. Clair. Hi, Tommy. Hey, I think uh, I'm just calling because I think Tomlin has this idea that he can just deflect all these questions that the media wants to ask because he inherited a, a Super Bowl talented team and he's had a very average team for the past, I don't know, decade now. So this guy thinks he can just deflect all these answers and nobody will even think about, you know, giving him the criticism. But I think everyone's starting to realize that this guy's not really that good of a coach, maybe. He's a, he's above our, average right now. I mean, that's what he is. He's an above average football coach. He's not a light. I don't light even know if I would say above average. At this point, he's just average. I mean, look what he's done with without Big Ben. Same thing with Belichick in uh, New England. Look what he's done without Brady. You know, you bring up just- a great point. And listen, hear me out for a second, Tommy, then I'll let you talk. People are calling for Bill Belichick's job, and they're putting him on the hot seat. Bill Belichick, one more and for longer, and has lost in much smaller of a window than Mike Tomlin. And they're calling for Belichick's job, but we're not allowed to call for it here in Pittsburgh. That doesn't make any sense to me. Right. I totally agree. You know, that's the part. And that's something I'm glad Tommy hit on that. Bill Belichick won a lot more and for longer than Mike Tomlin, and his window of losing has been much smaller than Tomlin's. Heck, it's been three years, really. And people in Boston are ready to run him out. But you mentioned to people around the Pittsburgh Steelers or who work for the Pittsburgh Steelers that maybe Tomlin isn't the guy anymore, and it's like you're speaking... It's like you're a Martian to them when you mention that Tomlin should even be on the hot seat, let alone fired. That's crazy. More of your calls coming up. 412-928-9370. I'm with you for another 15 minutes right here on The Fan. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Oh, Joel Nelson. Joel Nelson's such a great producer. He starts the show with one of these nights and then ends it with one of these nights. And it's always one of these nights. And, you know, if you've been listening for a while since I've been uh, back to doing some nights, that I went over how Hotel California might be the most overrated song in history. Not Eagle song, song in history. But the most overrated and the most underrated song in history is by the same artist. And it's the Eagles who were just here in town not long ago. One of these nights might be the most underrated song by any artist in music history. It's such a great song. So good job by Joel playing that. Uh, this is, speaking of, and I'll get to your calls here in a minute before I get out of here in 10 minutes. This is one of these nights. You ever have those nights? And I, I wasn't up all that long today. I was up kind of regular. I think I got up at 5.30 or 6. Um, 
it's one of these nights where I know as soon as my head hits the pillow, I'm going to fall asleep. My daughter, she missed school. She was sick the past couple days. I always worry about her. She'll be okay. But, you know, I, I just had a lot on my mind. And it's like you feel like you were in a boxing match all day just holding on to life that was like flying around. I went to the DMV, did, ran a couple errands, worked out, planned for the show, did some stuff, uh, fought some traffic that I didn't anticipate, all that. And it was just like, ugh. And as soon as I hit the bed, here in a little bit, I will be, I will hit the bed at about 11.11, make a wish, and I will fall right asleep. Jesse's in Trafford. Hi, Jesse. How's it going? Thanks for taking my call. Well, thank you for making it. Of course. Um, I just wanted to touch on, I was one of them supporters for Mike Tomlin that, you know, defended him and all that stuff. And I'm one of them supporters that are now backing off as well. Um, he just makes mistake after mistake. Uh, like you said, clock management, also player management. We have two very good rookies that are riding the bench right now. And Bums are starting. Dan Moore should not be starting in this league, and neither should Levi Wallace. And they're both starting over two rookies that have shown so far this year that they could play in this league and they can be starters in this league. I thought and, that um, I thought that Broderick Jones played a game the other day or the before the bye. Dan Moore's never had one of those games in his career, not one time. Exactly. Exactly, and I've seen something. I'm not sure how true it was. It was I'm pretty sure it was on Facebook or something like that. That he had the best uh, PFF rating in the whole league that week that he started. Yeah, I don't I'm know about sure that, but that I do. Know, I do know this. To turn it to Joey Porter Jr., you know, there's a sense of reverence, I guess, that's given to Patrick Peterson, and it feels like, well, they're they're making they're not going to bench Patrick Peterson, but. It's about putting your best 11 on the field, Jesse. And Joey Porter Jr. is one of your best 11 defensive players. Like, there's no way around it at this point. Exactly. And then you signed uh, Desmond King and gave him no playing time. Now we're going to either trade him or release him. You didn't even give the guy a chance. Let me ask you this. And you bring up something very interesting about Desmond King. When you look at um, When you look at the Steelers' depth chart and you look at how they can move things around, do you think maybe signing Desmond King spells uh, Patrick Peterson into that nickel corners, uh, the nickel corner slot, and you have Peterson on the field, and then the other cornerback, you have Levi Wallace, and then you have Patrick Peterson, and all three of those guys are on the field now? I mean, yeah, but they also said that they were going to move Patrick Peterson around, and I've yet to really see that at all. So... I mean, there's a bunch of options you could do with Patrick Peterson. I wouldn't necessarily take him off the field yet. Mm-hmm. He's proven a lot in this league. So I would definitely move him around and give him the shot. Levi Wallace would be the one that I'd take off the field. Right. You, you know, and almost play James Pierre over him. You talked about exactly. – you, you know, you brought something up, and you do bring up a good point. At camp, they talked about Patrick Peterson like it was Rod Woodson moving at the end of his career. Right. And and we haven't seen it. You, it, it Great call by you. It is whatever happened tonight and whatever's going on with Desmond King, it's just the first domino. Like they have in their mind, more is going to fall after that. And there's also a bunch in the return game. There's no way, none at all, come on, that they can march Gunnar Olszewski out there. This means that they trust Calvin Austin, 
or, and maybe both of these things, it means that Anthony McFarlane, while he was on IR and his window has opened up, it might mean he's ready to come back sooner rather than later. And you'll see Austin or McFarland out there. McFarland essentially will get Gunnar Olszewski's spot, and Gunnar Olszewski will be gone. I seem to think that's probably what's going to happen, that McFarland is going to take Gunnar Olszewski's spot, and Gunnar Olszewski can absolutely hit the bricks. But who knows? Crazier things. Like, here's the other part. I don't care what the personnel was like. I don't care who was on injured reserve or whatever. This goes to show, and I don't want to bash Mike Tomlin all night, but like, come on, you got to give me more, Mike. The fact that Gunnar Olszewski uh, toe-tapped a kickoff, toe-tapped the kickoff, and stayed on this football team long enough to then fumble a gigantic play. Gigantic. I don't care how it happened. I don't care that Connor Hayward's helmet hit him. I don't care any of that. Mike Tomlin allowed him to play on this football team beyond toe-tapping a kickoff, put him in position to touch the football in a gigantic situation again, and he put it on the ground, shows exactly how hard-headed Mike Tomlin is. There is no way he still should have been on this football team. And if his arrogance allows him to stay on this football team after Anthony McFarlane is able to come back, it's none of that. You, you should, there is no way you should accept that as a fan. If you're a fan of the Steelers and Gunnar Olszewski is active for this game or even on this team or even in inactive, you got to say to yourself, like, what are we doing here? Because he fumbled the football against Baltimore, right? He put it on the ground in a big situation. But Mike Tomlin allowed him to do that. Mike Tomlin was culpable. There's no way that guy should even be in the NFL, let alone still on the Steelers, let alone still active. It just doesn't make any sense at all. So, and, you know, here's another point that people were trying to bring up with Broderick Jones and Joey Porter. And this is an age-old sort of, you know, line that they throw out there. Well, you know, I'll be honest. Ron Cook is one of the people that says it all the time. But fans say it too. Well, you don't see these guys in practice. You know, maybe they know something we don't. You don't see them in practice. It's a good point sometimes. But do you know why I can't pay any attention to it in this instance? There are some instances, yeah, sure, I'll pay attention to it. But with the argument about Broderick Jones and the argument about Joey Porter Jr., oh, man, you know, we're not coaches. We're not there in practice. It's a level of secrecy in practice. We never see them in practice. That is great. Great thing to say. But guess what I see? The games. And those two guys, one on offense and one on defense, the last time the Pittsburgh Steelers played a game, they were two of the best guys, one on each side of the ball. I don't need to get in my car and go down to South Water Street. I don't need to go and get binoculars and sit up on the hillside because they don't let you watch practice. I don't need to fly drones and such, like Mike Tomlin says. I don't need to do anything like that. I don't need to have somebody secretly report to me who is allowed to watch practice, who's on the football team, what happened with 
Broderick Jones and or Joey Porter Jr. I don't need any of that. Sometimes we get caught up in getting so deep that we miss the surface, right? And things like that have happened in the past. We get caught up so deep that we miss the surface. We don't need to dig a hole 50 feet deep whenever the answer is right there. And the answer is right there with those two guys. So I don't want to hear another person say, well, you're not at the practices. The coaches, they're at the practices. Yeah, F practice. I watched the games. And do you know who was really good in the games? Broderick Jones and Joey Porter Jr. So that said, I don't know how the coaches view this, but I'm confident with those guys in games. On top of it, Mike Tomlin always tells me, always tells you, always tells everybody that you can't replicate game experience. So what are we doing here and how valuable that is? I know what I'm doing here. I'm getting out. I'll talk to you tomorrow. See you at 7 o'clock after the Pat Narduzzi Show. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.